Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome to Ireland's Birth Stories, a podcast created for women to share their experiences with pregnancy and birth. My name is Cora Gernon and I've created this space to enable women to share their experiences from start to finish without feeling shy about the detail. If you would like to support the podcast, you can do so through Patreon. I have attached the link on the website. So if you just visit the website, irelandsbirthstories.ie, you can then find the Patreon link there. Thank you to those that have. So as this week's Plug Your Passion, I want to mention McTire Kids. They are a store that have all things baby. So they have gorgeous cloth nappies. They've handmade pieces by Aoife under the label Aoife Rose. They have some Irish designers in there which have some gorgeous newborn stuff as well. So really nice uh, baby grows of gorgeous quality, which would be lovely gifts, as well as gorgeous frames, which would be really nice in baby's room. I love the name that Aoife has used for her business, McTire, which means wolf um, and she certainly has her own pack she has seven gorgeous kids so Aoife has generous, generously offered our listeners a 15% discount off her products if you just enter in the discount code Aoife Rose 15 you can avail of that and I'll pop in the links to her website and her Instagram page along with her Facebook page um, on the website and on the notes of the show. In this week's episode, I chat to Ivana and she talks me through her pregnancy and the birth of her son. Ivana did opt for a home birth, but unfortunately had to be transferred um, through, through labour. So I will let her tell you all those details. I really enjoyed listening to her mindset, which is just something that really stands out for me. Despite having to be transferred, she stays so calm. She's very accepting and she's just uh, just a pleasure to listen to. Enjoy. Ivana, you're very welcome to Ireland's Birth Stories. If you wanted to start by giving us a little introduction to you and your family. Um, I, I am very glad to uh, share my story with you. So thank you. Thanks for having me. My name is Ivana. I live in Kilkenny and I am a um, yoga and Pilates teacher. And uh, Tian Soas is my firstborn son. So we have, I think, interested story to tell so I really want to share it with uh, all the people out there yeah brilliant (laughs) and so was your pregnancy planned uh no (laughs) so it's not what you would think so so something that you would call the as a planned baby um so his arrival actually was surprised but it was a great joy for us so I don't know we just knew we will be very happy 
uh, if we have baby eventually, but we didn't kind of work on it. <laughs> and so how did you find out then that you were pregnant? Uh, so my period was late, but honestly, I don't really even know for how long because never having kind of regular period in my life, I was quite used to those situations. And uh, also I didn't have any symptoms. And I mean, like not even one, I wasn't sick, like never. And, um, it was hard to assume. And the only thing different uh, was that I was experiencing, you know, those small electric shock when you touch something. Yeah. So for me, that was happening quite often, even a few times per day. And we start, actually, we started joking about it. Like, oh, yeah, you're pregnant. Uh, Dario, my partner, would tell me, oh, yeah, that is happening because you are pregnant. But we didn't even know if there's any connection in between being pregnant and experiencing those shocks. So reading later, we found out that I am not the only one. And that is actually a pretty common thing in pregnancy. Oh, wow. I so I would say that, that at all. Yes, that was interesting fact. I didn't know about it. Like I, I've never heard about that before, but actually there, there is a, a good few uh, people out there having the same thing uh, in pregnancy. So that was the only symptom uh, that I could say it's a symptom. And um, yeah, anyway, I, I didn't get my period in, in a, well, I think even more than two, three weeks. So just one day we were in town and I said, just let's go and buy a pregnancy test. And uh, we did. And about half an hour later, we were confirmed that we're pregnant. <laughs> and how far, um, how many weeks were you then at that stage, do you know? And at that stage, so um, after the pregnancy test was positive, uh, I have found a GP because I didn't have one at that point. And uh, when uh, seeing her, she estimated a due date uh, based on a first day of my last period. So uh, she said that I was pregnant 11 and a half weeks. Oh, wow. Yes, she gave me the due date of 12th 12th of January. Uh, But then what happened a few days after that, I went to the toilet and I noticed a few spots of blood on my underwear. So uh, what we did, we rang the hospital. It was Sunday and after a series of questions, uh, because there wasn't any pain, any cramps or anything, they suggest for me to stay home and just to see GP again as soon as possible. So I went to visit my GP on Monday and uh, she referred me to hospital that same week for a scan. And after having a scan, they actually changed my due date on 27th of January. And it turns out that I am only nine and a half weeks pregnant. Okay. So yeah, they, they changed it then. Um, Tien was born on 16th of January. So somewhere in between those um, yeah. two due dates that I had at the beginning. Yes. So then throughout the rest of your pregnancy, so did you decide to go private, semi-private or public then for your your 12-week scan? Uh, Public. I decided to go public, but uh, I had a con biopsy in 2010, so nine years ago. And also I had a miscarriage in 2011. So, but basically because of that con biopsy, they put me immediately in that, let's say, risky group. 
so um, what that means that I had more scans than usual and that I went into the hospital more regularly. Every couple of weeks I went into the hospital, okay. two or three, every two or three weeks I went to, to, to check um, on a progress. So I, I also got the, you know, that big scan in 20th week or after 20 yeah. weeks. Uh, I also got that uh, in hospital. I, did, um, I didn't have to go to um, somewhere else. I know that so some people has to go in a different place to have that big scan. So they all that did that in hospital. So what was the biopsy? So I, I went completely. Uh, it's a con biopsy, so it is. Um, so the part of my cervix was actually removed. So you know when your smear test uh, is showing some kind of uh, um, how to say um, irregularity. Like yeah. So the abnormalities. That, that that's correct. Yes. So uh, it it can be in three stage. It is called CIN. It can be CIN one, two, or three. And uh, I was in that third stage. So it is kind of uh, a precondition for um, cervic cancer. Okay. So that that part that was uh, uh, with that abnormality has to be removed. And that is actually what they did um, in 2010. So my cervix is uh, shorter than, than, than a normal one. So there is a, always kind of a danger of uh, premature labor yeah. because cervix might not be strong enough to hold uh, the fetus and the baby. So do they offer to put a stitch in then as a result of that? Uh, that was, <laughs> there is a, a bit interesting story uh, behind that. I was aware uh, of that possibility to have that stitch. Uh, and um, when I saw an obstetrician in hospital and I explained to her uh, like my background. So she said that I have to bring my file from the country, from my country, I'm from Croatia originally. Um, I have to bring that file so she can see what is done, why is done and all of those things. And I said, yeah, that's fine. I can bring that eventually. But uh, if that stitch has to be uh, put or whatever, like my, from my opinion, it is more important to what is now, what is current condition of my cervix. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, for me, it sounds reasonable for them to check my cervix first, but she was kind of, um, not forcing but just she said I need to bring the file first and then we'll see what we're going to do so anyway I went on a holidays uh, in Croatia uh, to bring that file and then when I come back maybe two weeks later that was in July I came with those all those papers and I went to see a different person in hospital um, and I came with all those papers and I said, well, okay, look, now I have my files. So now we can see what you're going to do. And then the, she said, yeah, well, thanks, but it is not so important to us. We have yeah. to check on your cervix now and then make decisions. I was like, yeah, I kind of, I knew that in the first place, but yeah. anyway, uh, she yeah. then, she checked my cervix then, and it turns out that the cervix is, uh, in good, good length, uh, good condition, and then I don't have to put that stitch. So that was okay, great, brilliant. really. Yeah. Yes, because according to the file from nine years ago, the cervix was much shorter. And during the time that can happen, that 
it, it went a little bit longer and it went it, it was really um, strong and uh, so yeah I end up not having any procedure anymore so that's that's great yeah that's a relief because I've heard of people who've had a short cervix and have been in yeah. bed rest quite early on to avoid premature labor yes yeah yes, I know. so I, then I mean, how did you feel then throughout your so that was obviously a massive relief so you could probably relax a little oh. bit more once that was that news was delivered so how did you feel then throughout the remainder of your pregnancy uh, very good really really very good for me as being a very active person throughout my life and for me that was really important to be able to move around to walk to exercise I was actually I was teaching my classes I was teaching yoga and pilates classes throughout the whole pregnancy I just stopped one month before I went into labor Mm -hmm. so for me that was quite important to be able to do all of that and uh, like I said I didn't experience any sickness like anything at all it was really really good pregnancy I I I wish that kind of pregnancy to everyone really it was um it was for me it was enjoyable to be honest with you I found out something more about myself that I enjoy to be pregnant so I am hoping to have more babies (laughs) (laughs) And so then what was the plan? Did they have any sort of different plan or because of your previous condition or was it just you were going for the for the natural labor or they were letting, letting you go into spontaneous labor? Uh, well, you see, I am it, all, all that hospital experience uh, during the pregnancy. So I'm not talking now about the, the, the giving a birth because I gave birth in a hospital after all. Um, but the whole experience before when I was seeing the obstetricians and different doctors wasn't too great, to be honest with you. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Um, first, that was that, that experience with flying to different country to bring the papers that are not really necessary. Uh, then every time seeing different person who doesn't even know you kind of you know doesn't know your your situation uh, and um, I didn't even get any kind of information from them it was all just scans scan is fine okay go home we'll see you in a few weeks there wasn't too much story about what I want how it's going to be Um, it was really I was more kind of reading and doing my own research we started started to talk about home birth very early in uh, mm-hmm. when we found out that I am pregnant. So we were kind of hoping for home birth. I tried to get some information about home birth from all the people in hospital that I've met through that time, but never got any information from them. Um, so in in hospital, like really, I I, I didn't find that uh, very great uh, experience, uh, but. Um, having these classes that I'm teaching and um, I have a pediatrician in my class as well a few people that went into the hypnobirthing and giving birth at home so I was kind of gathering information from all of them hoping for a home birth throughout the whole pregnancy and um, then quite late in my pregnancy I think it was already November we went on a, a workshop for expecting parents and uh, I spoke with a hospital midwife and um, 
I kind of I expressed my wish for a home birth and so she referred she gave me the phone number from a community midwife uh, her name is Brenda O'Toole she's awesome but she, she really helped us a lot uh, so this lady she, she said to me listen if you wish for a home birth you have to act immediately and because it was already November and I was due in January uh, and you have to call uh, this lady. So I did. The next day I, I rang the Brenda and like literally in next half an hour, uh, we had our midwife because Brenda had, Brenda was already booked out. So uh, there's Anya Hennessy, the loveliest midwife ever. She, uh, she agreed to have us. Even she's from Nays and we live in Kilkenny. It's like hour and something of driving, uh, but she agreed to, to, to. Then Anya agreed to have us uh, and uh, she went with us through everything that we have to do to be approved for a home birth through HSC. Uh, and uh, so we did that and we was approved from that side but we still needed to have final approval from obstetrician from the hospital and uh, that was something that we were waiting till the very last minute like literally I think we were approved if I am not wrong but at the end of December we okay. got the final approval from obstetrician and hospital and um, also uh, they, they, I don't know, from my opinion, I think uh, that uh, in hospital, they are not really fond of the home birth. As, that is my experience. I mean, I can't say for, for everyone else. Um, they, they weren't very happy because of that decision. So I don't know if that's because of my preconditions. Uh, they didn't think that is maybe the smartest idea or it is just the overall opinion on home birth. Uh, but um, Anyway, they gave me the permission, approval, so that was the most important thing to, to actually um, kind, kind of ho hoping for, for having. A, but uh, we knew at, at the very beginning that if anything went in some different direction, uh, we, we have to be transferred in hospital and we were fine with that. And that is actually what happened to us. So do you want to talk us through then your first signs of going into labor? Uh, yes. So um, it actually started uh, two nights before the actual contractions. I had this kind of practice in contractions. I think the so-called practice in contractions. Um, so two nights before, I just experienced few of them. They were very mild. So I kind of, I knew it's not a real thing that is happening. And um, it was two weeks before my um, estimated due date. So I think I, I kind of, I knew it is not the real thing, but uh, the night after that, they started again, they started to be a little bit more stronger, a little bit more regular. And actually we had uh, Anya visiting us next day. So I said to her what is happening and she agreed that those are probably practicing ones. So, just kind of to go through through that maybe just kind of follow the how strong they are and uh what's the time in between them just just to make sure but um, during that day i i was feeling fine nothing not, nothing special kind of uh, i was cooking preparing everything for the next day and then in the evening time the 
started again, but now they started to be really strong. Not so regular, but really, really strong. And uh, so that was around, I would say, seven or eight in the evening. And um, that continued throughout the night. And then I started around 10 o'clock, I think, or so I started um, to use the, some app on my phone. I'm not even sure now what oh, yeah. was the app. But then it was just kind of to measure um, the, the time of the contraction and the time in between. Uh, two contractions and they started to be quite regular so after i i think around two in the morning that was the first time we rang anya it was around i think seven minutes in between uh, two contractions so for us it seems like they are quite regular and knowing that anya has about an hour of driving to our house i we kind of we wanted to 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 keep her posted what is happening. So, but she was quite relaxed and she said, "Oh yeah, just continue kind of to follow what is happening. If they continue to be regular and if they uh, come to closes five minutes in between them, give me a ring, a, uh, ring me back, and um, I'll be on my way." But anyway, what happened? They started to be very irregular, very very strong. And all the time I was thinking, okay, that's it. They, they can't be stronger than this. They can't be stronger than this. But they were really irregular. So um, that continued during the night. It was me. Uh, the hardest and the worst thing was that because I, I was vomiting a lot. So the okay. whole night I was sick and I was vomiting. And that vomiting made me so tired that uh, I was just hoping, oh, okay, now I, I, I just want the whole thing to speed up you know? <laughs> whatever has to happen just kind of speed up I am tired and that was not even like my water break and I was so tired and then uh, finally in the morning so that went through the whole night in the morning I think it was quarter to eight or so maybe half seven or quarter to eight my water broke so uh, we rang a midwife again and uh, then she she said she she will be on her way as soon as possible so after that um, I went into a bathtub actually and I think that was the best idea ever um, after the whole night the water um, and um, I don't know just being in the bathtub just it was so relaxing and soothing for me I found that 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 worked wonderful for me um, I'm just and, uh, wondering, sorry, you said uh, previously that you started researching and reading up a lot yeah. about labor and birth. Did you read up on any techniques to help you cope with labor? Uh, yes, uh, and uh, I was reading a hypnobirthing book. I, we never went like through hypnobirthing course officially, mm -hmm. but I was reading uh, the book and um, what else? I had the music, I, I, I did a breathing different breathing techniques um i was fine it was really strong uh, the worst thing as i said was that i was i, I was so tired i just wanted yeah. to sleep uh, but what um, i had i had a music i already mentioned it I, I think and i found that really really relaxing and um aromatherapy as well okay aromatherapy uh so uh, my partner dario he he was really good through all that thing uh he prepared it um drink remedy for me as well trying maybe you know just to bring my energy a little bit higher but I couldn't I would like literally took a zip of it and then just throw it out immediately um 
using a Pilates ball that was really good just kind of moving around uh but yeah that that that, that's that's mostly that okay yeah yeah um I I'm the worst thing for me as I said was that fact that I was tired not the contractions itself they were strong and I was thinking okay it, it can't be kind of stronger than that this is now I never experienced something strong as that but I didn't feel that oh you know I am dying I'm going to yeah. die it, no not at all not at one point uh, so it, it wasn't too too bad but it was just long I think it was just long because the fact that I actually I gave birth the next day at a quarter to 10 in the evening. Yeah, God, how I, many hours is that then? That's what? That that, is, 30 hours, is it? Yes, that is uh, many, many hours. Yeah. That, that is what I'm saying. It's, it, it wasn't too bad, like pain-wise or pressure-wise, but it was just like last forever. It, it, it seems there's no end but anyway uh when we rang Anya she came in about an hour or so she she was in our house at 10 around 10 ish in the morning and um she she asked me if I want to try tense machine I tried tense machine and I, I know many many people recommend and like tense machine I found it so annoying I just I couldn't I just I, I think I had it for like three minutes and I was like oh Anya please take that off I I I can't handle that. I don't know why, but I really didn't find it relaxing at all or helping. Uh, so yeah, we were in in the house and it, it was all good. Anya made the examination and I was I was around five centimeters uh, dilated already, so that was good. Uh, but the thing is, I never got my uh, blood test from hospital and I did the blood, last blood test uh, previously in December. And actually what they told me, they will ring me if something is, you know, if something is wrong, if something is to be concerned of, but they never rang. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Me back, so I just assumed that the blood test is fine. Anyway, uh, Anya rang the hospital to check on my blood test, and is as it turns out that my hemoglobin iron was a little bit lower. It was ten point three, and uh, she said it should be at least ten point five to proceed with home birth. I was born anemic, so I had this iron kind of throughout the whole life and then um, at the beginning of the pregnancy my iron was lower as well so I had to take uh, supplements and um, there is a one more thing we are vegans as well okay. so everyone were just like oh you know are you sure about the that you're getting enough iron into your blood so I would say that she was aware of that uh, throughout the whole pregnancy as well I wouldn't say that that has anything with the diets. Our diet is quite uh, good and uh, we are really aware of the of our nutrition and stuff. But just um, like I said, I was always kind of anemic. Yeah. So I had that from forever. So and it wasn't too bad. But and then, yes, but uh, what Onya, Onya just asked about that last blood test, because she couldn't find it in my file. And then I explained what they said to me that I don't have to ring them, they will let me know if any, so because it wouldn't be kind of uh, something to worry about 10.3. It's not too bad if mm. you are in hospital. But having a home birth, everything has to be really sure and really kind of perfect to proceed with home birth you know not to take a chance so yeah so we agreed to go to hospital and um we and how did you feel about that because you would have prepared yourself mentally to have no good good Good. okay okay yes no uh, i was aware i i was hoping for a home birth i i wish i was wishing for that but i was aware if anything like you know was kind of risk for myself or my baby or whatever uh, uh, I, I would just agree to go there so I didn't have problem with that I wasn't disappointed or anything I, it was okay really it's I think it's something that you have to kind of accept and prepare exactly. yourself for as well you know yeah exactly yes I would agree there is no point you know to be disappointed or mm. or you know you just you are going through the labor it is not easy it is it is something new is happening and now and then allowing yourself to be disappointed because of that it's just it doesn't make sense to me so 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 I was I was fine and then um in hospital th- that experience in hospital were actually was actually really good mm-hmm. um so we came there, there was a really, really nice midwife and um, 
they gave us some kind of uh, form to fill up so we were actually approved to have Anya with us as well as a doula oh brilliant that was great I'm like forever grateful for that because um she you know like for Dario my partner it was also like very exciting and 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 everything was new so having someone who is kind of grounded you know and who can kind of she she tell on on told to the midwives there about our situation and that we are coming from planned home birth and that we are aware of all the possibilities about painkillers and um gas and air and all the stuff if we want something we will ask but we we kind of we don't have to be reminded constantly all the time on those kind of things yeah and um I don't know we had aromatherapy we had uh, dimmed lights we had music so oh, brilliant <laughs> yes it wasn't really uh, too different from being at home so so I it was really good and um yeah they were offering a lot of um assistance as well with walking uh, they they uh, they suggest um to stay active as much as possible uh, they gave me a platus ball and then the, the peanuts shape ball as well. Um, yeah, everyone were really, really nice. And what, how, so were you, already examined you when you were five centimeters and then they, did they examine you when you got to the hospital as well? They examined me and um, so at one o'clock I was six centimeters uh, dilated and then they said they will check every two hours to see the progress. So that was one o'clock. At 3 p.m. they checked and I was eight centimeters okay. So that was great. And then so and then at five o'clock they check again and then I was nine centimeters. Uh, they brought a doctor there uh, who was in the shift and uh, they said to him about my situation, they said nine centimeters and he was like, oh yeah, that's grand. Like, you know, you, the baby will be here in no time. So I was really happy to hear that. Um, and then things started to slow down because they said, because I was tired and I couldn't eat anything at all. They offered me like as kind of snacks or something, nothing at all, because I was sick all the time and the baby was tired as well. So things just started to slow down. I, and I could feel that that is happening because contractions started to be a little bit less strong, uh, mild. And there, there was like um, a, a period of time in between two contractions where I, I could all, almost fall asleep. And okay. I felt that something is happening. Something is now, now it's slowing down. And actually at that point, I was happy. I was like, oh, okay, you know, I, I, I can take a small break, but it wasn't a good thing uh, because if things slow down when they're not supposed to slow down, um, there is a great possibility to end up having a C-section, emergency C-sections. So um, they checked me again at seven o'clock and I was still nine centimeters open. So it, it was then for a few hours, nothing was happening. It was just slowing down, slowing down. Yeah, I think, yeah, nine o'clock, nine o'clock in the evening, uh, nothing was like it, it was there wasn't progress at all I was still nine centimeters open and uh, I was kind of feeling good not having so strong contractions and uh, then um, 
the, the other midwife uh, came into the shift uh, and uh, she said that they, they suggest to give me uh, a small dose of oxytocin. Okay. Kind of to speed the things up. And because they knew that I really don't want anything at all, and I didn't take any painkillers or anything throughout the whole day, uh, I wasn't really um, kind of happy because of that. But, and I asked, like, if, if I can just get like the smallest dose possible. And they said, yes, we are always going the smallest dose possible. And then if the things are not, not kind of progressing, they, they, they just um, build up the dose. So, anyway, um, they, they gave me that small dose and they said, in about 15 minutes, you will start to feel that things are changing. But like literally after two minutes, when that thing kicks in, I started to have so strong contra contractions, like like nothing I ever experienced before. And um, they, they really start to be so, so strong. At that point, uh, I remember myself um, saying just to Dario, I don't know if I'm going to, to handle this and how long, it, it was really strong. So it was around, maybe 10 minutes after nine o'clock when they start to be really, really strong, but in next half an hour or, um, yes, in next half an hour, uh, the, the baby was born. So, oh, wow. yes. So it, it wasn't, like I said, the, the whole experience in hospital was, was, was quite good because then when they gave me that small dose of oxytocin, the things started to, to, to kind of unroll again, uh, it was um, very fast. It was very fast. So the TN was born uh, quarter to, to 10. And how was the birth? So how did you manage there? Did you have any um, injury there or did you have any tearing or anything? Oh yes, I did have, uh, I had, I don't know how many stitches. Uh, they never told me, but I had two doctors coming so first they put stitches they said okay that's fine and then half an hour later uh, the midwife came to check and there was a few spots it was still bleeding so she called another doctor he came he put another few stitches and then that same doctor came the third time and then they said it is still bleeding a little bit they're not happy with that uh, and uh at this point, I was just like, leave me alone, please leave yeah. me alone. Do whatever you have to do and leave me alone. So he did. Um, I had the catheter, uh, you know, the the pipe for the urine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, they had to put that because they, uh, they weren't sure if... Um, they, they weren't sure if uh, something happened with urethra and uh, so they put that and I had to, to, to have it till next morning, but luckily it was all good, it was all fine. And recovery went very well, even, even I had tears and I had so many stitches, but recovery went very, very well. And did you have uh, preferences after the birth? Like, did you want your son on your chest and did you, did you want to de delayed cord clamping or anything like that? Yes, uh, uh, yes. Uh, and um, what I would do differently, I would definitely bring a birth plan with me. I didn't have my birth plan with me. Uh, to be honest with you, I was kind of, 
uh, I wanted to to make it and uh, to make a birth plan, and then I was thinking I have enough time. I have enough time, but really, I would recommend to everyone uh, to have a birth plan with them, because um, in all that situation, the first midwife who took care of us the whole day, uh, her shift was finished at nine o'clock, and she was familiar with everything what we wished for. So we had a, a different, and yes, uh, I forgot to mention that Onya was with us till some seven o'clock or something, and then she went home. So uh, when the, the, the that is, um, second midwife came uh, in the shift in, in, at nine o'clock, um, we didn't kind of have time. I didn't even you know think about that. Uh, Dario didn't think about that. Uh, we just, I remember we told her that we want Dario to cut the cord and that we want our baby on my belly yes, as soon as possible. We don't want kind of to clean him up or anything. Yeah. Uh, so, but the thing uh, that happened and I didn't want to happen is uh, they took, you know, when they are taking the, oh, what you call the, oh, please help me. Um, the, the thing uh, that, that that the thing that is going out after your baby is oh the umbilical cord or placenta yes, placenta placenta yeah. <laughs> yes so what what i was wish for for the placenta kind of to just to go out by itself you know even yeah. if, if, if we if we need to wait for a little bit longer uh, that was my, my wish but we completely forgot to tell them uh, to, to them that we want that so they just kind of they pull it out and I was like, at that moment when uh, the lady pulled it out, I was like, no, and she's like, yeah, it's, it's over, it's it's done. So I was like, okay. I mean, it's not so big deal. I'm not again disappointed or anything, but it is just, if we had the birth plan that would be there, you know, written down and everyone can just go through the birth plan and then they would be familiar with what, what we want. So. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think it is hard to forget what your preferences are when you're in, when yeah. you've just after given birth. Yeah, I was the same with Oliver. I totally forgot what I would yeah. have liked. And I get as similar to you, everything was fine. I was completely accepting of everything, you know, but yeah. there was probably one or two things that I would have preferred to have done yeah. differently. Yeah. And so how was your recovery then overall? How, how many days did you stay in hospital? Uh, so we stayed in hospital for, um, let's, let's, uh, so I gave birth on Thursday night and we came home on Sunday so okay. that two two and a half days um we're supposed to go home next day coming from home birth uh, and they were aware of that but um what happened so when when Tian was born uh he was like covered in meconium so he pooped actually in before he was born so what, it wasn't a big deal, it was all good, but what they said to me uh, that um, it's okay if he doesn't poop for a few days after that, that's completely fine. So, so, so that was okay. But then the next morning when we were about to be discharged from hospital, uh, we explained, they ask always if, uh, if the baby pooped and um, we said, we explained why he, he isn't. So they were happy with that, but they asked if he peed but he didn't feed as well. And they become a little bit worried about that. So they said, we have to check his um, blood sugar because may, you know, maybe if, if, if that is low, that can happen. The baby is not uh, peeing, he's not 
kind of let, letting go. And okay. uh, they checked his uh, blood and it was, his sugar was really, really low. They said zero point something. And that is, that means that probably baby is not um, latching very well. He's not getting enough of nutrients. So they took him uh, and uh, they, gave, they, um, they said that they checked again his uh, blood sugar. So he, was, he, he had all, all those bruises on his hands. It was so, so hard to see. Uh, that they checked it again and it was a little bit higher. So they, they weren't sure which results was actually good one, correct one. So uh, they suggest to give him um, the formula. And uh, for us being vegans, we didn't agree to give him a cow's milk formula. So they gave him um, some soy milk or some, some, some different kind of formula, but he has to receive that for the next 12 hours. And um, that I, that they said that I uh, need to continue to try to latch him properly. They, uh, they sent me the breastfeeding cons consultant. Oh, so she, she helped with, with, with that uh, latching thing. And I was also expressing, uh, like hand expressing um, a lot colo uh, colostrum. So we gave him colostrum through, um, through, through that tube. So they, they, they put like a small tube through his nose and we gave them. So he was like, that, that was, I think the hardest part yeah. for me. The whole thing with the, with the like being transferred in hospital and this and that, that was quite kind of easy. But then um, seeing that happening to him in the first, you know, in the first hours of his life, that was a, a bit hard, but. Uh, I was I just thinking there that, um you probably would have had to been transferred anyway with uh, the meconium. So oh, it's kind of, it's, it's funny how that worked out that, yes. you know, it's better that you were transferred with just yourself and your husband rather than being transferred with the three of you being transferred. You know, you wouldn't, just it's yes. funny how that worked out. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. We would definitely need to, to, to be yeah. transferred. Yes, definitely. So, so yeah. how, how quick did he recover then from that? Uh, very quickly it was um in 12 hours he had that tube for just for 12 hours okay good so uh, it was i think three mm, three or four i'm not sure now it was it three or four uh of that kind of feeding thing that uh, and then uh, we, we gave him the 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 colostrum as well and after 12 hours um he lashed properly and uh, he just continued to breastfeed and he's breastfeeding even now so yeah it wasn't uh, too long but just this first uh, few hours was kind of really hard and like I said just when, when they when they brought him back after uh, taking this blood from him and then you could see like the small small hands and it was all covered in bruises I still have photos and you can where you can see on both of, of his hands that was that was really well, that, that, that wasn't easy no doubt it wasn't easy especially with seeing the tube and stuff it's just mm -hmm exactly yes yeah and then did you get your um did Anya come and see you when you went home then oh yes she came on uh, the very next day and she came with us uh, for the next uh, two weeks just everything is as as you had the regular or normal home birth mm. so so she she's she stayed with us for the next two weeks and then uh, yeah 
that that was it. Then we were kind of just continue with with the normal uh, GPs and stuff. And how was your breastfeeding journey then when you got home? Did you settle into, did you start, did you enjoy it or was it painful or did you need any more support? Um, at one point, uh, it was just, um, I don't know, he, he did, that was my mistake. It, it was enjoyable for the very beginning, I must say, but um, I think two or three days after we were home, uh, he didn't latch properly during the night and it wasn't too painful for me. It wasn't too sore. So I was like, oh yeah, I just leave him. And that was mistake. Yeah. Um, it was big mistake because then the next morning it starts to be really, really painful. Uh, that was just one side. It is the right side. And even now, this is interesting. Uh, he preferred the left side all the time from that, that, from that, when that happened, it was really painful. And I suppose even when I tried to give him through that um, right side, because it was painful for me, he would probably he could probably feel that and he probably couldn't take enough of um, milk so he preferred the left side uh, from that uh, point onwards that's such a good point it's so (laughs) easy in the middle of the night you know when you're wrecked just to let that latch slip like I've been there myself it's just so easy to let that happen but it's not worth it (laughs) a couple of hours later no no definitely it's not so that was kind of the the only on, only only uh, time when it was really really painful and I remember I rang Anya at that point and I said like I don't know what to do if you have any advice what should I do I was thinking about pumping about this and that but she said like no don't do anything just put a little bit of more colostrum on that side and really literally in in a few hours uh, it it was gone and I, it, because it was a winter time uh, sometimes if we went for a walk. I could kind of feel a little bit of soreness around the nipples, you mm. know, when you're cold and, and it's like, but, but it's really not, not I think much. So breastfeeding journey. Uh, um, I, I'm really happy how that went. I'm really happy. Good. Yes. And, <laughs> and he's so is, he is. Yeah. Good. Yes. He's eating. He's, he, he likes, he loves food. He loves everything. Uh, oh, but he's still breastfeeding and he's breastfeeding a lot and now he's almost nine months and then how did you feel when you got home do you feel like you had the baby blues at all uh no no not at all no I was just uh, I don't know at the same time as it was all new for me at the same time it felt like he's here from forever and I had a feeling that this is is it, it it is a first time for me but I had a feeling that it's not a fir- first time I, I don't know how yeah. to explain it it's very so natural natural yes exactly just so natural and we didn't have really anyone we don't have family here you know we, we are both um not from Ireland originally so um I just I had my mom here uh, after a month and actually I found it great we had the whole month just for three of us Mm-hmm. to kind of to get used to each other to you know not, not having too many people around you I found that um, really good I know some people kind of need help or want help or enjoy to having lots of people around them but uh, I found actually the, the being just three of us at the beginning was really good thing yeah it's special time exactly yeah yeah you seem like you were very um accepting to everything throughout pregnancy and birth as well so it's it's actually very admirable that you didn't um you know panic when you were transferred or anything like that you just were very accepting of it. it's, it's cool it's lovely to hear actually 
I would definitely recommend to everyone uh, hypnobirthing as a mm. thing that really works so wonderful. But also for myself, um, being uh, in, in yoga world for so many years and having a meditation and visualization and all those techniques as a kind of integral part of our everyday life, yeah. uh, I think it makes a really, really big difference. Uh, we went for a silent meditation retreat earlier in 2019 in april um and that is it is in drogheda here in ireland and i found that that is a life-changing experience it is it was we we both um went through that experience myself and my partner it is a 10 days of complete silence complete isolation wow. there is no talking there is no reading writing not even making an eye contact with each other just kind of totally immersion into meditation and um the whole point of that is that everything is impermanent and everything is kind of you know will pass eventually was it good was it bad and i think that that idea went with me into the labor and through the whole birth experience whatever was happening i was just kind of knew okay it is you know it will pass it's not too bad so just writing that down because that's a love that's a lovely mindset to have and you can actually hear it you'll hear it yourself in the interview that you're just so like you're not dwelling on anything you're not overthinking it's just completely like you're very it sounds really controlled but yet that's not the point that's not your thought process behind it you're just actually going with the flow but yet you're really controlled if you know what I mean yeah 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 Yeah, I wanted, I, I really, I wanted to share, that was actually Onya told me uh, at the very beginning, I think when you were up, just coming with the idea about starting your uh, podcast, oh, yeah. and she told me about you, she told about the idea, and I was like, yeah, great, uh, because I know how much I benefit from some YouTube videos, from some other, you know, podcast, I, I think, I think this, this whole idea and uh, about uh, the having Ireland birth stories it's, it's a great and it can help so many people I hope you enjoyed this week's episode if you would like to share your story you're more than welcome to simply send me an email to irelandsbirthstories at gmail.com or you can find me on Instagram at irelandsbirthstories I look forward to bringing you another episode A lot can happen in three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.